Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Uh, for anyone out there, and I want to introduce myself. I haven't been doing that recently. I did it last week because I said a few weeks ago, um, hey, everyone, most of you guys know me, and then someone wrote me like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> so I guess I'll introduce myself now, right? So my name is Stephen Cohn. I'm the co-author of Unleash Your Humble Alpha. It's a book about owning your presence in life and becoming the epic leader you're meant to be. That book has become college curriculum course in Forbes School of Business and Technology. Now Harvard and Stanford are looking at it as well as a few other universities picked it up, which I can't remember. Um, that's I'm, I'm a business advisor and consultant. I've been doing that for about 25 years. Worked in, uh, you know, ran companies up to 3,500 people in seven countries and 87 locations. Led a operations for NASDAQ company, PLC, South African PLC, UK PLC. PLC means publicly listed company for the Americans out there. It's the same thing as NASDAQ. It's just called a PLC. Um, and uh, I've, been, I've been doing that for 25 years. Went online fully four years ago. And I live in Hungary. So there's a lot of things we do as well. We have an NFT called Have NFT, uh, which is up there on the, uh, the link. I'd like to actually replace that with my humble alpha. But <laughs> let me see if I can do that. Um, 
And uh, thank you so much, Dora. I'm sure it was Dora because she's always on the ball, right? And uh, the Have NFT is going well. It's something that uh, we created for the veteran space in order to give back up to 800,000 to veteran veteran nonprofits. Um, the big thing that I've been doing for the years is the Humble Apple Paradigm Advisory Upgrade, Upgrade Advisory Program. And that with that, we work with uh, you know leaders and entrepreneurs and people like the, the the special assistant to the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, right? So Denise is her name, amazing Latina woman. Um, and we work with other large entrepreneurs, financial business owners and things like that. So what I do basically and everything that I do is about the same thing. And, and TM just talked about it, right? It's about being who you really are. And there's something that he said that, you know, your thoughts become words, things, and, you know, and so on and so forth, and sort of dot, 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 things, et cetera. And how do you see yourself? And what do you say about yourself? And there's a saying that I know from um, Vadim Zeland. He says, if you want to know what you think of yourself, then ask yourself what you think of others, and you will find your answer. How profound is that? Think about that for a second. How, how do you think about yourself? will tell you how you think about others. Why? Because the world outside reflects and mirrors your energy back to you. I talk about this all the time. And it's something that I actively implement and apply, right? I actively implement and apply that process of mirroring those around me, or sorry, those around me mirroring my energy. So before I go into a meeting, before I step up here, before I do anything, I know what my energy level is. I know what my frequency is and I know what I'm e e emitting from me. And that's what I will get back. So if you know this, if you know that's what happens, wouldn't you consciously change or adapt or adjust according to the situation so that you are the best fit for that situation? I would say meet people where they are, right? Or in Pennsylvania, meet people where they are at, right? The double positive, right? <laughs> um, I'm from Pennsylvania. I live in Hungary, but I'm from Pennsylvania. Um, and, um, and, and if, when you meet people where they're at, that's, that's the frequency that I'm talking about, right? And talking more about ourselves and what do we think about ourselves? There's a saying also from Vadim that says, nobody is perfect until you fall in love with them. So why wasting any time and not fall in love with yourself so you can be perfect? What is the saying? If you, if anyone listens to me, reads the book, we talk about certainty. That comes from the inside. It doesn't come from the outside. Certainty with yourself and your ability to deploy your genius in the world around you. Deploy your talents, whatever you want to deploy, right? So why waste any time and not fall in love with yourself so you too can be perfect? Because it all really is just a matter of perception. Now, isn't it? Because as you know, until you fall in love with somebody, they're not perfect. So it seems. Oh my goodness. You know, there's, oh Jesus. Um, there's so many things out there that we could talk about. You know, focus is a struggle, uh, TM said. And for a lot of people, it is a struggle because you're always looking for that quick win. Even if you're not consciously doing it, you're looking for that quick win to catch up. And I want to talk to everybody out there right now that's not killing it, right? That's not up on, on the highway. If you know, there's a lot of people up here on stage when they talk, it's, it can be intimidating. It's like, wow, okay, shit, I'm not that level yet. Or ever, maybe I, I never was. Um, I want to talk to you guys. Because everything you need is already within you. It's right in front of you. You just don't see it yet. And I promise you that as sure as I sit here today. Right? And it has to do with how we see the world around us. Number one. Number two is what do we expect from the world around us? And that's where the trouble begins. When you have expectations that are unspoken and unverified and unconfirmed, you will be disappointed, period, especially in other people. So I have a simple saying, you either have an expectation, verbalize it and get a confirmation and an agreement, or you don't have an, uh, you don't have an expectation. And an expectation is basically an outcome, right? So it's an outcome that you're looking forward to. It's an outcome that you're expecting. It's an outcome that you're trying to achieve. Well, when you, try and achieve an outcome, what are you doing? You're trying to manipulate the now. So you could create that path in the future. I made a post today on Instagram, go check it out, Stephen Eugene Kuhn at Gmail, go on my, go on my profile and check it out. And I wrote, 
I wrote, who are you? What's your mission? What's your vision? What's your goal? Most people can tell you in detail what they don't want, but they're vague when it comes to what they do want. So they grind and grind and they hope to get somewhere. Clarity in who you are in your vision, fully embracing the mission and taking a perfect action towards that goal, co-creating as we go and being consistent in that is where success comes from. It does not come from busting your ass every single day. I'm sorry. For anyone out there who believes that, more power to you. And if it works, great. It doesn't work for me. And you can work 15 hours a day in a gravel pit for $20 an hour, or you can work 18 hours a day as an entrepreneur and earn so much more. So you can work more and earn more. Yes, that's true. But you can also work 12 hours a day for, for some senior vice president role, but I'll, I will out-earn you in just four hours a month with one client. How does that make you feel working 12 hours a day? And the reason I'm saying this is because I'm a normal guy. I have no special talents. I got no special... Sorry, I got no special degrees. I got no special talents. Makes me special more than anybody. Someone keeps calling me. I think it's a tele, tele, telemarketer. Um, and uh, I embrace the ability to create revenue from the least amount of time consumed with the hardest work in the shorter period of time. There's a focus cave, for instance. I put in my earbuds. I listen to isochronic tones, put on my alpha neuro vibration device on my wrist, and I go to town. I get about four or five hours of work done in about two hours, right? Focus cave. Shut everything out. Shut the phone off. Nobody, nobody. I, I even put my rollos down on my window so it's dark, right? So hustle and grind and all that jazz is good for motivation, and it is. It's a good kickoff, right? But it's not sustainable. And, and in the end, it's a farce because, you know, it's just hype. You're hyping yourself up. Hustle, grind. Yeah, get this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't do that every day. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. It's impossible to do that every day. Right? So inspiration is what will sustain you when you love what you do and enjoy every minute. And then being grateful for that is where most aren't, but that's how you get it. Right? So I, I, and I wrote a challenge on Instagram, um, to question your current position in life and who you, who are you really? Are you capable of a better quality of life? I know you are. Do you have a crystal clear vision, mission, and goals? And I'm going to say this. Get off the listen and do as you're told carousel and create your own way, your own course, or your own path in life. And the reason I'm saying this is because I get a lot of calls, a lot of messages. I answer every single message personally. Anyone, anyone of you can attest to that. I've probably spoken to every single one of you in this room at least once on, uh, on Zoom or in person. I'm very adamant about having that communicate open lines communication and fully being fully doxxed so anybody can reach out to me. But the one thing I hear the most is, Stephen, I'd love to work with you, but I don't have the money. Or I'd love to work with you, but I can't afford it. But I'd love to work with you. I don't think I can do it. All these things, that's all self-perception. That's all the belief that you're putting in out there into the world. And if you're putting it out there, obviously, I'm going to feel it. I'm going to mirror that back to you. Like, this is what you're looking like right now. You really want to, you want to, really want to look like that? Because I can tell you, the universe, like, like TM said, the universe is always on your side. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, it's both true, right? And if the universe is always on your side, no matter what you think, what you say, or whatever it is, it's going to happen. Sorry, I'm getting like a million messages here. It's going to happen. So the universe is always on your side. You say, oh man, today is a crap day. The universe is going to say, at your service, here it is on a silver platter. It's going to happen. And you know how easy that goes. Now, flipping that around to the, to, uh, to the um, positive is a lot more difficult than being negative because we are in a negative world, let's face it, right? Oh, yeah. Jesus, I keep getting these messages, man. Anyway, so there's a, there's a lot we can go into, but put it this way. Are you living your life without holding anything back, owning and therefore transcending your fears like you talked about, like TM talked about? Do you have the courage to live life with an open heart like a deep romance. Do you have the courage to live life with an open heart like you would in a deep romance? I love that analogy because we all know in this room right here how we can lose ourselves in that romance, right? How everything's perfect. The world around us is beautiful. Everyone's happy when we're in love. Isn't it? Isn't that crazy? It's a, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing when we realize 
everything's within us. You know, and, and, and that's what I keep saying is that everything is within us. We have the in, entire power within us. And here's something that I'm going to go into right now that some of you know about, now more of you will know. My wife and I separated about five, well, almost six months ago. Um, and there's some people in this room has helped me immensely. My cousin, Monica Linnell, for instance, helped me uh, immensely as well with getting through that. Right. Um, and I've had, I don't know, four coaches work three hours a day to get through this. Right. And I'm through it. And then my, my wife comes back to me and says, what would you change if we decided to get back together? <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So I just went through five months of hell. So now you want to do this. All right. So let's see what's, what's going on. So I, 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 I said to myself, the first thing I would do is stop trying to please you because until you're in love with yourself and you accept yourself fully, I can't please you and I can't make you happy and I can't be responsible for your happiness. That sort of shocked her. Um, and then she started. <laughs> that sort of shocked her. And I said it lovingly, you know, and then I, and then I said, uh, oh, and, and then she said a few things about the past and you didn't do this and you didn't do that and you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And I told her, I said, if you want to change the future, we have to let give up our personal history. We have to let that go. There's no way you can build a foundation on that. What you perceived happened because my perception is different. Your perception is different. If we want to move forward on this, um, then we have to see it that way. And she said, okay, I'm going to go see a therapist. She went to see a therapist and came back and said, it's a no, we're not going to get back together, but you're great. You're amazing. This, that, and the other. So, and it was fine with me because I, I own who I am now. I don't make my happiness responsible or I don't make her happy. I'm responsible for my happiness. I don't, uh, you know, I talk to Linnell about this all the time. She's probably sick of it. <laughs> but, uh, once we drop the importance of other people's opinions, like was said this morning, once we drop the, the, the thought that we have to somehow fit our life into their life, then we're in a, in a place of pure unadulterated personal power. And that's what attracts people. When you're certain in yourself, people will buy anything you say, anything you sell. They're not buying your product or your service. They're buying the certainty that you have in that product and service and your, your deliverables. When someone stands on stage and lists off, lists off a whole bunch of benefits of what, you know, why, you know, you know, features of why this is a great course and this, that, and the other, they're forgetting about the benefits, right? What are the benefits? So owning your power is the number one way to get what you want in life. So for all of you out there that aren't in that place right now, and let's face it, most of us aren't, because if you are, then you're done. And I don't know anybody who's done anybody, nobody I know is done. So you're not a product of your circumstances, but you are for sure a product of your mind. And for those of you believing that your mind was shaped by circumstances, how dare you <laughs> get out of the cage right now? and do it fast. You understand what I'm saying? Those of you that believe your mind was shaped by circumstances, how dare you get out of the cage now and do it fast. There's music all around you. You just need to listen. Music all around us, man. Just need to listen. So getting the best out of others. TM touched on that as well. And I think getting the best out of, out of others, you know, he went through a, a bunch of questions. I have my own questions as well. Some of them are the same as his. Some are different. doesn't really matter because the point is if you're getting the best out of others, the first way to do that is to find out what their best is, right? And how can, how, how can you facilitate, add value, focus on the intention of adding value to help them pull the best out of themselves, extract their best version of themselves, right? And a part of that is finding out what works for them, setting up a, what I always do is if someone comes to me, like there's people in this room that came to me and they were looking for a set up a coaching program. I can do that, but I don't really want to do it. So I'll introduce them to somebody, right? Someone who I know is successful. And I'll say, look, do me the favor, talk to them, give them an hour, 45 minutes, half an hour, whatever it is, and just show them how to do it. And why do I do that? Because like, like, like TM says, borrow from the best and make it your own. My statement's a little different. It's like, find someone who's been there and done what you want to do and ask them how they did it. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. 
Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Right. And when we're talking about mentors and we're talking about coaches and all that kind of things, the, the biggest misconception that I see with coaching and, and mentoring is that the coach or the mentor is going to do it for you. Well, they're not. They're not going to do it. TM flashing right there. I know what he means by that. You look at John, you know that. Steven, we're not going to do it. Nope. Not going to do it. <laughs> you know, and that's, uh, that's the key to anyone out there. If you're looking to take action, it's your action. It's your action. I can prod you, TM can prod you, help you, coach you, whatever it is that you want to do, but we can't do it for you. Matter of fact, we have clients now, they tell me to be even harsher on them because they need to know what they're doing wrong. And our, our clients, um, they're not, you know, they're, they pay a lot of money. And so to me, for me to talk to them like that, it took some getting used to and say, look, you're, you're making excuses right now. We've talked about this two weeks in a row. You haven't implemented. This needs to get done. If you don't get it done, then what's the point of doing this? And they're like, yes, Steven, that's what I needed to hear. <laughs> Everybody's different. Meet them where they are, remember? And that's because we, you know, when, when, when I do my advisory, I only work with a, a, like a unique set of people, only a unique few. It's only with those who like set the work that we're going to do together as a priority. They have big dreams and they want to live life well and they're working hard to show up on time and be fully dedicated to what we're doing. If that's not a person that I'm talking to, then I'm not going to accept them and I couldn't accept them. You know, but if they know that success is possible, regardless what happens in life and that nothing can stand in your way. That's who I love to work with. Why? Because they're already at a point where they can expel and they, they can explode upwards. That doesn't mean I don't work with people pro bono or I don't help people. Most of you know, I do three calls every single day with people that don't pay me every single day, three calls, right? I'll give them 30 minutes and I will crush it for them. Just like I've done in this room before. I, I'll do a, a live, a live hot seat. I'll just say, come up on stage and tell me what's, what's going on in your business and I'll give you a solution. It may not be my solution, but it'll be a solution, right? And that's how I live. And why, how, how can I even do that? How can I, how can I not be prepared and solve problems for other people? Because I know I can. And that certainty itself carries me through. There's something that I do, and this blows my mind because I'm, I'm working on this hard, is everyone knows or has heard of the amygdala. That's a part of your brain that's responsible for creating new content, so to say, if you want to look at it like a, like a, like a hard drive. And so when you're, when you're in a bad situation <laughs> and you want to make, you want to create good meaning out of that bad situation, you have to ask yourself a question. Why is this good right now? And then you say, well, you know why this is good right now? And then you stop and let your amygdala take over. It will find an answer for you. One that you don't have because your subconscious feeds on the past. So if you say, you know why this is a good thing? You'd be like, it's not a good thing because last time it happened, this and this and this and that, right? So I use that same principle to meditate. I was talking to a business partner. We're buying that company in Switzerland. Um, no money down, 9.5 million francs. We're going to sell the, the, the property two days later for 12.5 million. So that's no money down deal. How the hell do I get to do that? Because I know I can. I've never done that before, that big of a deal. But I know I can. So I just do it. And my partner has zero business experience at all. Zero. And she's got 90% of the equity. I have 10%. Why? Because she found the deal. She's doing the deal structuring. She's doing all the stuff according to the book. I'm just showing up, being that person, sort of interjecting energy in, in, into the field. So the way that I do this is when I meditate, I don't even meditate. I guess I just sit there and like let my thoughts disappear. And so I ask myself questions. And uh, I ask myself questions. And I... Like, for instance, how can I stay in the zone of abundance, right? If the question's too complicated, your mind won't give you an answer. Your amygdala won't give you an answer. So you have to, like, boil it down to the simplest prospect. And I, 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 I encourage you to do this. I encourage you to try it out. So you sit down and you write down a quote. You write down a quote. Not type it, not think it, but write it down in a, in a book, in a notebook. How can I stay in the zone of abundance, for instance, right? And... You just sit there and wait because when you ask a question, your mind stops waiting for an answer. And that's where the amygdala kicks in. And I, I swear to you, my hand starts writing words that in my mind aren't even connected. So I don't know what I'm writing until I stop and read it. And it took a little bit of practice, but 
when you start hearing a word, don't think, oh, that's just me thinking. No, write it down, write it down, write it down. It's just like when you meditate, people say, I meditate and I keep getting, you know, distracted. Like, no, that's meditation. Just follow those thoughts and see where it leads you. That's, that's meditation. You know, it's the absence of active thought. And that's, that, that's why when I used to teach meditation, if you can believe it, in the corporate world, I would always freak everybody out in a big conference. Like, okay, we're going to turn the lights down now and teach you how to meditate in three minutes. And they were like, what the hell is this guy's a nutcase? And uh, I would tell her, I'd put on the music, everybody relaxed for about a minute. And then I would say, what color is your next thought? And then I would play the music. About a minute later, I'd be like, what shape is your next thought? And then I would let the music play. And then after like two or three minutes, I would slowly turn it down and I'd say, okay, everybody, what happened? How many of you felt like you meditated? Nobody raised their hand. I said, okay, what happened after you asked the question? And they're like, nothing, nothing happened. And I was like, exactly. Like, what do you mean? Did you have any thoughts? No. What was happening? I was waiting for an answer for a millisecond. But in, in meditation, a millisecond seems like a minute. Everybody's like, oh my God, yeah, absence of thought, absence of active thought. That's meditation. That's how quick you can do it. Same thing happens when you ask yourself a question, how can I stay in the zone of abundance? And my answer yesterday, I actually asked that question yesterday, was feed off all the things that are in front of you and see the truth as it is without allowing external influences to sway your opinion on the ability to create truth. And as I was right, I can barely read it. As, as I was writing it, I couldn't, I, I, I didn't know what I was writing. It was literally like feed, the next word was off, and the next word was the things, that, and it just kept going. And that, that is profound for me because it's, it's exactly according to my understanding and my level of thought. So it's not an answer for anyone else. Feed off the things that are in front of you and see the truth as it is without allowing external influences to sway your opinion on the ability to create truth. Most of you are saying like, what does that mean? What are the tangible steps? Well, for me, that's very clear because that's how I think. And this is why it's so powerful to ask yourself these questions, friends. If you're out there and you're struggling and you're like, man, I'm just not where I want to be. Start asking questions and sit there and wait for an answer. And if wait, 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 if no answer comes, you got to rephrase the question and make it simpler. Right? It's a powerful, powerful state. I was talking to my, my the business partner in, in Switzerland. She's the one who showed me how to do that. And that's, that's another thing. Choose your partners, right? Choose your collaboration partners, choose your coaches, choose your, choose your leaders. Don't go cheap, right? Go, go with the one that actually will get you where you want to go in the shortest amount of time. So you don't have to hustle and grind every day and bust your ass for 18 hours a day for some pettance, pettance. You don't need to do that. I did that. I had three jobs when I got out of the army. You know, I worked, I worked from, what was it? Four o'clock in the morning until 10 AM at the airport, guarding airplanes on the tarmac, believe it or not, in Berlin, Germany. And I, I used to march around because there was nothing else to do. So I would march and sing cadence. And then from 10 to 12, I slept. From 12 to 6, I went out and sold insurance in German with a very bad accent. And it actually sold a lot of insurance because of the accent. And then from about 7.30 at night until uh, 2 a.m., I was a doorman. I, I did that for two and a half, three years. So I know what it's like to hustle and grind. Did I make money? Yeah, I made, I made money, but I had no life. Zero. Not. Then I had cocktail bars. Then I had other businesses, gyms and clubs, and nightclubs and cocktail bars and all that kind of stuff. It was great. It was fun. It was, I was young. I'm 55 now. I ain't doing that no more. I'm not doing that no more. So how can we pull our, our resources together? You as a person, the people that you know, the circle of influence that you have. How can we pull resources together with each other and make each other greater? How can you get the best out of the others around you so that you, the best is coming out of you? Because let's face it, when you help somebody succeed, how do you feel? You feel amazing, right? I know that's what I do before podcasts. I always schedule a call before a podcast to help somebody. Because after that, after that call, I'm on fire, ready to deliver big time messages, right? It's, um, it's, it's, it's very, it's very simple, actually, what I'm talking about. I know, I know it sounds complicated, but it's not. Well, what did we say? If you want to know how you think about yourself, examine how you think about others. Right? I mean, in the end, if you're mad at somebody out in the outside world, that's because something in you isn't straight up. 
no one in the outside world should bother a damn thing that you say, what they say, what they think, how they feel, what they do, what they write. I have people bashing me sometimes. I could care less. I could care less because it, it's not going to affect who I am, how I deploy my genius in the world around me and how successful I am or not successful. Uh, that's all me. That's all my perception. You know, significance is one of the six essential human needs that Chloe Madonna always talks about. And significance is achieved in two ways, doing something that no one else has done or doing something great like someone else has done, or you put others down and to, to, to raise yourself. And, uh, you know, that's something I don't do. But you see that in the world all the time, right? First thing you do when you go on interviews, someone's talking about somebody, right? Um, I don't really watch any news or anything, but I remember how it was. So that's pretty much what I want to talk about today. I always like to do 30 minutes of Q&A and maybe some problem solving or just whatever, because this is about you. And I, I love sitting one-on-one -on -one with somebody and just absolutely crushing it for them, with them, co-creating a solution that neither one of us would come up with on our own, just like TM said. It's, it's like you read the book, brother. <laughs> um, and uh, that's not possible for a lot of people. I, I know that. And I'm, I'm, I'm humbled that I'm able to uh, be at that, at that place in my life. So I like to use this time, the next 30 minutes to try to offer advice or problem solving solutions or whatever it is, um, for anyone in the audience who has a comment or a question or an issue, a business issue or a problem, or just wants to touch upon what TM and myself have talked about today. Um, I don't have an issue with that at all. So before I open it up, um, let me see. Oh, Jan is gone again. Okay, she, she left. Before I open it up, you know, we have a lot of powerful people on the stage and in the audience. Matter of fact, I'm looking right now. And I just want to know, maybe this is too, too, too hard, but I just want to know, are you capable of a better quality of life? And do you have a crystal clear vision how to get there? Anybody want to speak up? Stephen, good morning. It's Linnell. Linnell, my guardian <laughs> angel. How are you doing, Linnell? I'm fine, love. How are you? All right. I am so glad that you are asking this question this morning because it really starts with what we think of ourselves. And sometimes we can, um, we can have very positive words surrounding business or surrounding other people, but then when we're speaking our, ourselves, there are some negative connotations and we're not even recognizing it. So when we're writing things down, like you said, and we're in a state of meditation, one of the things that I know that I do is I make sure that I am good with me and I'm coming from a place where I can love myself first because that's where it all starts. And so I just wanted to give you your kudos for this segment this morning. Well, let me ask you a question before you sign off because I, I know yes. you like signing off. So, um, <laughs> so <laughs> like this is Linnell signing off. Okay, wait a second. Class. I wasn't done yet. Um, so. <laughs> Um, let me ask you a question. How do you use that to, uh, to, de to deploy your powers? How does that affect your business? How does it affect the world around you? Well, when you're operating from a place of love, it, it helps you to understand the person in front of you. So you're not really searching for a reason why there would be something negative about them. You're only really seeing a lot of the positive. You'll hear the negative, but you're not absorbing that you're basically deflecting what's negative and absorbing what's positive so that you can let them understand how you see them. And it's been very successful for me in business um, because sometimes people just don't see themselves like that. So we have to be that mirror for them and let them know that you are, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image. Does that answer your question? It does, but let's say I'm a business guy. I'm like, come on, what's this love stuff? I'm sitting in a meeting with 25 consultants and I, I got to crush it. How is that love going to help me in that moment? Come on, Linnell, I'm pushing you, man. I'm pushing you. <laughs> well, once again, because of the fact that you're operating from a place, of, to me, love is purity. Okay, so that's that's what love is to me. It's not all the woo woo, um, you know, you just make me feel so good kind of stuff. It's really the purity of the moment that you're in. 
So if you can not have any resistance to the moment and really just open up your mind to listening to what's actually happening in that meeting, mm -hmm. you will be able to determine, okay, well, this person has this thing right now in this moment where I need to address it. So let's say, for example, they're being negative. Instead of focusing on the negative part of what it is that they're saying, maybe try to focus on a good part of their presentation and say, hey, I liked when you did this, this, and this. Can you expound on that? And that allows them to show you their side that of their genius. And so that's what I do in my business. Is that clear? Clear, ma'am. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> but that's, that, that's what I was getting at. How do you take the intangible, make it tangible? You just explained that. Yes. Yes. And, and I, I think it's a powerful, powerful thing. So thank you so much. You're very um, welcome. Yeah, indeed. And this is Linnell. I'm signing off. She's signing off. <laughs> All right. Who else is out there? Who wants to who wants to give us a holler? What do you got? You got issues you want to deal with? You got a, a question about it? What do, you, what do we got here? Anyone? Steven, this is Monica. Go ahead and just... Monica. In the turquoise ring. Um, In the turquoise. My yeah. cousin. I Dude, I love this segment so much today. So, I mean, I'm like over here writing and cheering and high-fiving you. <laughs> What you said early on, and you've been saying this for a long time, so this is not the first time we've heard it, nor the first time I've heard it and absorbed it, but I would like to reflect it for everyone who may have missed it because you said it sort of fast. The magic in this growth process and the success process is in the questions you ask. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't want to share, if I made super quick, yesterday I had a call, a killer call with a client. I mean, she was like, Tears in her eyes, arms up in the air, head thrown back, like, yes, I just got it. And it was because of questions I asked her. It was not because I had answers. And yep. so that is why all the way down to what you said about asking, and this is the most powerful, is the ones we ask ourselves, the ones we have the courage and the awareness to know, oh, it's time to ask a question. So anytime I'm feeling fear and resistance and whatever, all the ick, I now, instead of running away from it, because I have a long history of that, um, <clears throat> trained by the best, <laughs> I now go inward and go, oh, that's a clue. What is that pointing to? What does that feeling want me to know about right now? And that right there, that practice is a game stinking changer. Oh, yeah. So thank you for bringing up the topic of questions and asking your amygdala, why is this good? And you'll get answers. You'll always get answers if you're courageous enough to hear them. Thank you, sir. I love you. Love you too. My cousin, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> awesome. Hey, yes, brother. Uh, to, to Tia, man, you know, I think what Monica just said is so important, right? And, and, and it is about courage. Growth is about courage, right? Because you have to confront, um, you know, I think the a lot of times it, it might be a beautiful situation or appears to be a beautiful situation, but th there's a lot of ugly things in the beautiful situation. And, and I think we have to have the courage to push past, um, you know, the beautiful uh, situation when there's ugly things, right, that aren't helping us to grow. And there's scripture to that, right? There's the beautiful gate uh, for those who, who read scripture. But I think you do have to have the power, right, to uh, to move on when you know for a fact through evaluation the glory is gone. Right? Yeah. It's, it's nothing worse than uh, staying in a situation that used to have power, that used to have glory, right, but but there's no power there. Um, there's no more glory there. Um, and I think that takes courage to break off, to break away. And a lot of times, um, it, you know, th there's fear there. There's a lot of familiarity there. But you have to have the courage, not just to make the decision, but you have to have the courage to take the action, right? Because that's where the growth is. So, yeah, good good stuff, man. Amen, brother. Amen. And, and of course, taking that action um, is depends on the... It doesn't depend on the thoughts about that action. It depends on you taking that imperfect action, co-creating as you move forward. I mean, I can't say I say that enough. I know um, um, Amelia says there's, you know, 80% of this, uh, what is it, 50% is thought process and then, you know, and then analyzation and stuff. And that's true when you're in a corporate environment where you have to, like, build the structure around it. But when you're in the middle of your business, you have an idea, 
or even if you're starting a business, you have an idea, taking perfect action, that doesn't mean you're going to create the business overnight. That just, that just means you're going to start doing things. Like, for instance, you're in this room, you want to start a business. Man, man, I can talk to, I can call TM. He, he can help me out, right? Or I'm in the fitness. I want to do some, something in the fitness business called Monica or Niku, right? That's taking action. That's in taking perfect action. You know, or you, you just need some help. I mean, like, man, let me call Linnell. She helps Steve. You know, that's the imperfect action I'm talking about. When, when, when I say take imperfect action and co-create the solutions for yourself and the world around you as you move forward, it is so key because if you think long, you think wrong. That's just my, my personal opinion. And I, I was, I was proven that I was a very successful entrepreneur when I, when I got out of the military, I was 27 years old, opened a cocktail bar, another one, another one, making 30 K a month per bar. Then I opened a night a nightclub. Then I got recruited into the corporate world as a, as a contractor while I had my cocktail bars. I was making I don't know twenty eight k a month or something ridiculous like that, and I never even thought about money. Never, never, never thought about anything. And, and I don't forget what the hell I was going with that. But anyway, I was, you know, I, I I never looked out for trying to get something. I let it flow. I let it happen. I let it just, you know, take control. And I only did that was only able to do that because I kept asking, how'd you do this? How'd you do this? How'd you do this? I kept going on and on and on until I got to the point where I was so high, I had no business being there anymore, making all that money. And I was, I had complete imposter syndrome, just like they were talking about, not belonging in the room. And you want to talk about a blunder. I got brought on as a contractor, as a director of Europe for operations and development, 3,500 3, employees, 87 locations, seven countries. Went to Portugal for a conference, 120 people there. I stand up my first day there ever. I had just come from another company and they asked me in front of everybody without telling me to read a P&L. <laughs> and at the time, this was, I don't know, 2000, no, 1998. I didn't really know what a P&L was. I knew a little bit, but not much. And I made a complete ass out of myself. But, and, and, the, and the CEO came like, what the, what the heck is going on, dude? You don't know what a P&L is? I'm like, no, actually I don't. He's like, well, how did you run that other company? I said, we had accountants and people that do all that stuff, you know? So, um, I redeemed myself by simply, uh, by the next, in the next day we had a, a sales, uh, presentation and everyone had teams of sales and this, that, and the other. I said, no, nah, I'm going to do mine on my own. Cause I was leading up three countries at the time. And it was just like, um, I didn't have a team anyway, cause it was all startups. And so I did my own thing there. And I absolutely, I had to, I had the CEO, the owner who was, who was, I think he was like 65 years old at the time, standing on the desk, waving his arms around. And all I did was ask questions. <laughs> Just like Monica said. And I had certainty in my words. I had certainty inside of me that radiated outward and ensured that I now, from that point on, not only belonged in that room, but I owned that freaking room. That's how quick you can flip. That's how quick you can flip once you realize the power you have inside of you. And every single one of you on this table, every single one of you has the power inside of you. And I know it's hard. I know it's like, gosh, but I just keep getting hit in the face. I just keep getting hit in the face. I don't know what else I can do. I told you last week what happened to me in the last five months, you know, and that was, you know, I told you about the separation Then my one kid, my kid almost drowned and my other kid almost choked. And then, you know, I lost uh, a friend to suicide. Another guy, it's just, it just went on and on and on. And I could have went down that spiral of negativity. I could have, but these are all signposts. And like Monica said, when you're asking questions, you're going to have answers to those questions that are attached to the signposts that you're seeing, because it's all within your consciousness to create something out of this, right? So anyway, um, moving right along. Anyone else have any questions or thoughts or processes? Hey, Steven, this is Michael. Michael, go for it. First off, we're both from PA, so I just want to say hello to you on Where that you stance. I'm from? in Philadelphia. All right, Philly. All right. Third and race, brother. You used to live right there, the old fire oh, station. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a really nice, really mm -hmm. nice area. I'm in West Philly as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a that's a really nice area. Right over there by Spring Garden, beautiful yep. area. <laughs> so um, I'm, there's a lot that I could say, and I just want to say I'm, I'm very grateful for your, um, your transparency with things. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, because you're you're not just like, you know, I'm this super successful person and, you know, everything's great. Like you're up here bearing it all. And I think that's amazing. So my question to you is, 
because you talked about asking the questions and the, the perspective that I have is that our mind is connected to the, I like to call it the Google of the universe, which is the oh, yeah. infinite, infinite intelligence. But just to make it simple, I say it's the Google of the universe. So what kind of questions, first of all, what was your, what was your process to when all these things were happening? Um, and what was the process that you went through to put you in a place of asking questions and what kind of questions were you asking? Uh, man, what a, wow, that's powerful. Well, let's say when my, when, when my wife and I split, it was, it was like fetal position for four weeks until I caught my footing. It was just, it, just, it was horrible. It was suicidal. It was everything horrible. Um, that was, that was only almost six months ago. And the first thing I did, it was like, I'm do not want to suffer. I don't want to suffer. So what can I do? I need, I need help. So what do you do when you need help? You ask for help. And there was many people that stepped up. Linnell was the first one. And, um, you know, even, even Glenn called me. I mean, almost everybody in this room called me at least one point or another. Then I went to Kentucky, met TM and those guys. They all gave it. They really cared for me and for my situation. I got to speak on stage in Kentucky at the Go for Go, Go, Go Your Business for God's Sake conference. I let everybody know what was going on there, too. Um, and the, the process of letting that go through stories, through articulation, allows me to work it out in segments. And I took those segments and I started asking questions about this. So why do I feel this way? Why can a person have so much effect over my own power? Like I've lost everything in my power. I can't even pick up a pencil. Why is that? Well, it's because I was codependent. That's because I was doing everything to try to make it work. Right. And so I forgot about who I was, forgot about myself. Of course, I was still powerful at that time. But when I lost, if you want to call it that, when we separated, then I lost all that power. So I, I asked myself questions about, okay, what's my issues right now? What am I really, really like worried about right now? Is it missing? Cause, cause, cause if I look back, what do I miss? I miss the family feeling. I miss being together with my kids 24 seven when I wanted to be, um, you know, when, when I could be, um, but I don't miss arguments, which we've rarely had, but I still don't miss them. And so you have to filter out what it is that you actually miss or what it is that's actually missing. Or why did my friend who called me, <sighs> who I had to talk off the ledge of suicide, why did that bother me so much? Well, it's because I was there just recently, right? So, and it's, it's just something that, that um, it's, a, it's an ongoing process. And the more that you do this, the more uh, intrinsic it becomes where you're doing it every day with about everything that you do. So I see signposts and doors and, 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 and shields and whatever it is out in front of me with signs all, over the time, all the time. Oh, someone said this, oh, that happened, oh, this happened. I saw the same person three times in one day in two different cities. Things like that mean something to me, <laughs> you know? So that's sort of the process that I use. And then the questions I ask myself are based upon an answer that I don't have. If I have the answer, then why would I ask a question? So I always ask like a, a very clear, basic question. How do I gain my power back to own my presence? And I will let the amygdala create an answer. So. As far as being vulnerable, my friend, you don't want to go out, you know, pouring your heart out. But what the comments that I've gotten in this room for the last year and a half, almost, is that I've, I, I'm fortunate to have a way to tell these stories in a positive way. And so there's a learning process involved in that. And that learning process, I have to go through first in order to be able to teach it. And so I think that's what you're hearing is the processes that I went through. Sometimes I was talking as I went through them because I think that's very constructive because it helps me. Every time I articulate something, I'm teaching myself. I'm sorting out the, the jumble because let's face it, the brain is not a storage device, right? You said it, the infinite wisdom is out there. You can't store everything. Even if you could, why would you, right? The brain is to create out of the knowledge that you have. It's not to store things. And so, yeah, I guess that, that's a long answer to a short question. Thanks, brother. No, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Who was, who was that that was speaking out at the same time? Anyone else? Bonjour. Okay. Bonjour, Samira. Bonjour. So that was me. I would say bonjour. So at least, you know, yeah. the Frenchie is here. Yeah. Um, honestly, yes, absolutely amazing. Both uh, TM and yourself. But I just wanted to go back to something very important is that when you start to be a master 
of asking the right questions, it's there where the magic, why? Because the mind, you know, is there only to save us, you know, it's like, so anytime you think something different from what you think, you thought before, you say, no, don't go there. So the key thing to really make those changes is when you ask yourself the right question. Being present is one of the most powerful things we can all do to uh, ourselves. Because when you're present, you're not brought by another energy. You're there to hear, like you did now to the gentleman that just spoke. You are there for him. You are present. Not thinking about what you can think, but being present is bringing to, to the perspective. Because it's all about our perspective. What is the truth? There is no real truth. The truth is actually what we thought and what we think we are. So that is why it's very important to start asking the right question, being present and connected to ourselves. So as long as we ask the right one, we got the right answer. Because if we are just wired, but what we think and what we know this, unfortunately, we're not going to make anything. So today, I want to lose weight, for example. Oh my God, no, I can't, you know, because my mom was like this. But if I say, how can I do it? That's a total different answer. Yep. Different question too. Yep. Absolutely. So being present, being aligned, and asking the right question. This is how the mind starts. Right? Otherwise, it goes to pilot mode. And they're yep. just to protect us. So that was just something so key that really makes a difference when we get to ask the right question. Thank mm -hmm. you, Stephen. Merci beaucoup, madame. So thank you so much for that. Let's 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 hear someone else that hasn't spoken yet. I else? have a quick share. Oh. There Kimmel we go. Schwartz. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. So question that I will ask on a consistent basis is if I'm to believe that everything is a blessing, then how was this one? So every single thing happens as a blessing to my life, and it's just my job to figure out how. There you go. That was, see, simple questions. We said at the beginning, and Kim's a master at this. I spoke to her the other day, holy cow, holy cow. Rocket, rocket fuel. Kim really, really, really kills it. Um, let me, uh, let me, let me grab a few other people. Let's, let's see. I'm going to go to the end of the table here. I guess Steven, there's Christina. Christina. Hello. Hey, good morning. Good morning. So good morning. what you said something in the beginning, um, great segment, by the way, um, there's music around us. There's, there's music around us. We need to listen. And so when yeah. I heard that my mind immediately went to a sermon that I heard on Sunday by pastor Ron Carpenter. And parts of his sermon uh, was about sound. Everything follows a sound. What sound are we making? And so what sound, what are we saying? What are we saying about ourselves? What are we saying about our goals? That's what will appear. And so our lives will follow where our mouth go. Death and life yeah. are the power of a tongue. And so everything follows the sound that we make. So we, we have to make sure that we're making the right sounds and then um, I want to go back to what TM said about copying people, right? Um, one thing that always has always stuck with me is something that one of my mentors always say, Gloria Mayfield Banks, it's all right to copy as long as you copy the right cat. So it's all right to copy people. It's all right to copy and make it our own. So I just wanted to share that um, this morning. Great segment. And thank you for allowing me to speak. Of course, Christina. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of uh, great points in there. Um, it's, there is music all around us and, and it's, it doesn't matter if it sounds like jackhammers in the street one day and the next day it sounds beautiful. It just depends where we are in our place. Like, like I said, when you're in love, nothing bothers you. All right. So why can't be in love? Why, why can't we be in love with ourselves and become perfect? You know, and I don't mean in an egotistical way, obviously. So letting go of all that ego is, you know, they call it ego death or whatever, whatever they want to call it. But I don't, I'm not a big strap line guy. I don't like things like that. But I want to talk about something real quick right here is that what you were talking about and what Kim was talking about and what I'm talking about, what most everybody else in your commented about is about one thing, in my opinion, and that's frequency. What frequency are we, are we living at? 
what frequency do we have in our mind? Is it a high frequency? Is it a low frequency? Now, high frequency is something that's going to keep us at a high frequency. And when someone comes to you with a low frequency, you have two choices. Keep moving or you follow them down. There's a saying that goes, um, you can't pull someone up no matter how well-intended you are, no matter how much you want to help, no matter how much you love them, if they don't want to be helped. But it's really easy for someone who's down to pull you down. Really easy. So we got to keep our frequency aligned. And part of that frequency is, and here it comes, if you're ready for this, being in shape. Being in shape, healthy body, healthy mind, healthy life, quality of life. Frequency, where does it come from? When you look at a, um, um, a tuning fork, it's a very specific design. It's a very specific formed um, device, I guess you could say. Look at a metronome when you're, when you're playing the piano. Same thing. It's very defined, very specific, very well formed. And they give off frequencies or a TikTok or, you know, whatever they are. And so when we look at ourselves, and if, if, I, if I look at my life, the times that I've been most successful in all areas of my life, most areas of my life, um, or have full life integration was when I was in the top shape that I've been in. And so that's something to look at as well. I want to just put that out there. Um, uh, if you guys want to go look at my, um, I don't usually do this, but go look at my Instagram page. There's a post I made this morning of me in the gym. I'm 55 years old next month. And if you don't think that takes a lot of work to look like that, and I'll show you a picture of how I looked last year. <laughs> right? So I can just say that it takes me 45 minutes a day to stay in shape. And it takes me 45 minutes a day to meditate and journal. And that's it. It's all I need for myself. It's all I need for myself. 90 minutes a day. So are you respecting the most important meeting of the day with yourself? I hope you are. Because that's how you're going to start leading to, look, if you feel good, you're going to do good. If you feel good, you're going to be successful, more successful than if you feel bad. Who wants to feel bad when they get up? I'm like, oh, Jesus, I don't want to get up today. But I'm going to be super, super successful today anyway. Probably not going to happen. So a few more minutes here. Let's get some more comments, some input. That'd be great. I'd love to anybody just holler out. I hear a hot mic. I don't know who it is, but. Hey, Stephen. This is yeah. Renee Noor. Good morning, everyone. Hello, Good morning. Renee Noor. Yes, I know. Good morning, champions. Um, wonderful segment for you alongside with TM this morning. You know, you know, as we talked about, the future can be bright. It just all depends on our perspective and what the words that we are breathing out and how we are constantly um, with those constant reminders. Um, yesterday, we talked about those declarations, right, and the importance of having those positive statements as just really as a constant reminder. And not only that, but being able to hold ourselves accountable. This year, honesty, having that honesty with ourselves is like so important. Um, taking the time to just really, you know, journal out what it is that your intentions are going to be. And if you take the time and write things out, I feel as if not only writing it out, but also speaking out loud specifically what it is that you want to accomplish, because you got to constantly keep reminding yourselves to get rid of the bad habits so therefore you can adapt to not only a, a better way of, of, of doing things, but just really re-engaging yourself to true, um, you know, true commitments. Um, you know, yes, we rededicated ourselves to getting active, eating correct, you know, also just making sure we stand that vibration of good energy because that is something that is important and letting yourself know how proud you are of yourself. So many of us beat up on ourselves constantly, you know, keep reminding yourself, I create the life of my dreams, you know, constantly telling yourselves that you are in control of your life because you are and always understanding that you are powerful. Because if you don't tell yourselves these declarations, if you don't tell yourself these positive things, you're going to constantly keep giving your power away. So I just want to say thank okay. you both for sharing this morning. It has been a wonderful, um, two wonderful segments back to back. I'm Renee and I'm satisfied. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Renee. Um, I, 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 intention is the, um, the one thing that turns desires into action and results. So the intention, I always say focus on the intention and not the outcome. Don't focus on the how, let go of the how and focus on that one thing that you do control. And that is the intention. So a great share. 
And I was talking about frequency before. And if you think about frequency in another way, if you amplify any frequency, the structure of the matter will change. It's like when you play a high frequency and glasses shatter, right? That's what happens when you have a high, high, high frequency or a frequency that matches that, 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 that other person, right? So it's going to break down the barriers and the borders that you have around you, keeping a high frequency, just as an example. And then there's something I wanted to ask everyone near the end here um, before I, I, I go. William, um, William Fitzgerald, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. What do you got, brother? You want to add something before we, we end off today, my Semper Five brother? Thank you. Yeah, we definitely need to talk more in the future, but uh, I just wanted to resound what you said about health and fitness uh, in the beginning. And actually, I'm working out. <laughs> if, if you take care of yourself, you take care of your body, your whole mind, body, and spirit part, if you're living a healthy lifestyle, that's the foundation for you to build on. That's all I Amen. had to say. Thank you. Amen to that. Amen to that. So, Marine, simple, short, and to the point. So we've got time for one more. Who do we got? Bring it on. Okay, Niku, what do you got? Niku, go for it. I'm just clapping about the health thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, you've never commented on my segment before. I was like surprised. Like, oh my gosh, what's she going to say? <laughs> All right. So who we got? Anyone else? Yeah, no? Steven. It's Michael. Yes. Michael, hello. So I, I, yes, I, I'm... I'm I'm trying to be quiet. You keep talking about frequencies and you keep poking the bear. <laughs> oh gosh. Um so the young lady she talked about frequencies because you said there's music all around us and she talked about the importance of sound. Mm -hmm. However, to even build on that, even when you don't hear a sound, there's still frequencies. Oh yeah. Everything yeah. is vibration, right? And yep. every we are vibrational beings. We live in this vibrational world. Our thoughts are vibrational. And it is more important to think about how you feel about a matter than how you're actually going to accomplish the matter. Amen. Because Amen. He, he, said, he said your thoughts will control, will determine your words. And I like to put something right before that. Your thoughts will could, will determine your feelings. And those yep. feelings will determine your words. And your feelings about a matter are more important than your thoughts on how to accomplish the matter. And, you know, I would love to just have a deeper conversation with you about frequency and vibration. But how, how we feel is more important than anything because what we feel that we will attract into our lives. So yeah, I'm indeed. Just say thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And it's it's funny you say that because there's the the feelings are the things that create excess potential. In, in other words, excess desire, excess importance. And we have we have excess importance or excess um, desire. Uh, the balanced forces will try to even out your life. So if you're pushing on one side, I want, I want, I need, I wish, I desire, I have to have this so important. Balanced forces are on the other side trying to tip that scale. So removing importance how do you feel about what 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 you're doing or what you're thinking and how do you remove the importance and desire behind that so it's actually just a thought of want i want to go check the mail you go check the mail you don't have to make a plan you don't have to believe you don't have to try you just go check the mail right so i love that i love that point so my my segment's over right now but i wanted to leave you with something i want to challenge you to be the best one of the best people that you know can you be one of the best people that you know and if you all think you know, Stephen, he's, you know, he's got it made and this, that, and the other, because I hear that a lot. And it's, it's absolutely um, not, I'm not one of those guys. You know, I live in a very modest place in the middle of Hungary. Uh, and I, I give a lot, but I'm going to tell you this, I don't F around. I use what I'm talking about in this room, the frequency, the thoughts, the, all of these things that we talk about, this seems holistic to you. I use it to buy companies. I use it to work with people in those companies. I use it to go to deals and win every freaking deal that I, that I land. $250 million deal, $500 million deal I've done in the past. I had no business doing those deals, but the certainty that I had in myself because of the way I think and because of the way I go through these processes that I'm talking about here is why I can do that. So there's, is there, there's a lot of, um, let's say, confusion between what's holistic and what's business. Well, business is, is holistic. 
Most people just don't know it. They're doing holisticness, all, holisticness, is that a word? All the time in business, they just don't realize it. So once you're aware of that, conscious of that, you can implement, articulate, and put it into place and set action plans all around you that have to do with the frequency and the mindset and all those kind of things that actually makes you uh, more successful in business and crush it and you become a business leader or someone that people look up to because you have that frequency. So I just wanted to share that with everybody else. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'll see you guys next Tuesday. I will be in London this whole uh, Wednesday or Thursday until next Thursday. So I will uh, strive to be there on time. Um, um, if, if I can't make it, I'll let you know, but I'm pretty sure I can. And I'm actually meeting with a group of people that I met on Clubhouse. So that should be um, interesting. And I'll be uh, interviewed by Breakfast with Winners in Ashley by Ashley Shipman live in a studio uh, on the 13th at, I think it's 8 a.m. UK time. So pretty exciting. Anyway, you have a fantastic one. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.